Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. As we enter this new year, our theme for the year is Catch the Wind. Our desire is that through this year, each of us would live completely reliant on the Holy Spirit and will follow Him wherever He leads us. We have Christine Gershom share God's word with us today. She encourages us to catch the wind in order to find real success. Success in the kingdom is not how success is defined in the world. So we use the life of John the Baptist as our reference text to having a successful year as followers of Jesus. Hi church, we're so glad that um, I can share God's word with you today. Um, we began a new year 2023 and I don't know about you but I entered it with a lot of uh, trepidation with a lot of um fears you know like fears of the unknown fear of things were going to get better um whole bunch of mixed emotions and today's theme we continue with catch the wind and we're going to be looking at how when we catch the wind we achieve real and true success and maybe you're someone who you know when you began this year you uh, stepped in with a lot of hopes a lot of aspirations thinking of you know all the things you want to achieve this year even the most chilled out amongst us will have something that you had as a goal for this year maybe you thought you wanted to reduce some weight maybe you thought you wanted to start eating healthy maybe you felt you should connect more with you know long lost family members i don't know what you had as your to do list for this year but i believe that all of us have something that we want to achieve and today i want to bring us to this place of actually seeing how when we catch the wind we achieve genuine authentic success According to the Forbes magazine, there are five ways in which you can get success in 2023. And this is what, you know, their analysts have written. Conduct an honest self-assessment. Evaluate what worked and didn't work for you. Empower others. Be a partner. And really plan long term. The Times of India um, had a whole section on um, what the astrologers were predicting for various zodiac signs. And they said that one particular zodiac sign will do extremely well this year. the entrepreneur magazine said that high performance culture will be very critical to business performances this year so and then i was when i was just searching through a bunch of other um, you know things that are being forecast over 2023 um, it also said that there are many ca- uh, courses available many master classes available for success mindset mastery so basically you become a winner in your mind So 2023 obviously many are seeking for success maybe you are one of those who's saying I want success I want to achieve something this year and as we do that I'm sure that it's not a wrong thing as believers as followers of Jesus it is completely okay to desire success to want success but I want to just kind of focus our attention on one particular character in the gospels who's very central to the gospel message actually um jesus is completely front and center but there is this one player in the entire gospel message um who is john the baptist and he's so vital because he was the one who prepared the way for the lord he was the one who after years of silence once more was a, the final prophet who tied everything up together and said hey he's come he's here repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we have we during the christmas season we looked at elizabeth we looked at zechariah we looked at their stories and we saw how an angel visited them and gave them clarity about how to bring up this child and so john was that promised child he was the child promised to this couple elizabeth and zechariah years of waiting nothing in sight no hope in sight and out of the blue they are visited by an angel and elizabeth 
becomes pregnant they deliver john the baptist and john the baptist was a remarkable young man so he is a distant cousin of jesus right and he had um, a vibrant ministry but he was a bit removed from culture he lived in the wilderness it said he was dressed in clothes made of camel hair he had a leather belt um he ate locusts and wild honey so he was peculiar he was remarkable and the, the interesting thing is on the surface of it you only read about him in the beginning of all the gospels especially in matthew luke and john we just see snippets about him so to the untrained eye to the to the naive eye to a simple eye it looks like it was a very insignificant life it looks like a unsuccessful life it feels like his ministry was cut short very brutally because he was assassinated by one of the monarchs at the time and when you think about it you wonder why is she using him today as the model for success because we are part of a kingdom which is upside down everything doesn't work the way the world works in the kingdom of god things are different and so i want us to look at john the baptist today to understand what kingdom success looks like reading from john 11 verse 11 it says i tell you the truth of all who have ever lived none is greater than john the baptist so there you go that's why i've chosen john the baptist as our role model for success continues on this verse continues on to say yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is so jesus himself brings every one of us his future followers into this mix with john the baptist and he says even those who are the least in the kingdom are greater than he is and what what does that mean well john didn't experience a risen savior he didn't see the power that came through the resurrection the power that is available through the shed blood of jesus he didn't get to be part of that part of history because he died much before that whereas you and i live today in the manifest power of jesus we live today with hope because of what jesus did on that cross because of what jesus did when he rose from the dead and so each one of us have all the prospects in the world of being as successful if not more successful than john the baptist and that is an exciting thing when you think about it um it was not just given to some today when we catch the wind each one of us are capable of living in that place of absolute true and real success so i'm going to be looking at a couple of different passages just to kind of understand what the relationship is between the holy spirit and success and so today i want to leave three things with you specifically okay when you catch the wind you are sure to achieve true success and how does that happen it's because when only the holy spirit can help us know three specific things okay the first thing is the holy spirit helps you know who you are and who you are not okay john 1 verses 19 to 23 it says the testimony of john the baptist this was john's testimony when the jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from jerusalem to ask john who are you he came right out and said i am not the messiah Well then who are you they asked are you elijah no he replied are you the prophet we are expecting no then who are you we need an answer for those who sent us what do you have to say about yourself john replied in the words of the prophet isaiah i am a voice shouting in the wilderness clear the way for the lord's coming john was very clear he said i am not the messiah I am not the one who can save you that was what he was in, indirectly saying he says I am just the messenger I am the one who comes before 
I'm preparing, I'm rolling out the red carpet for the one who comes after me. He was very clear about who he was and who he was not. Many of us today are so confused about who we are. We're trying to be the answer to someone's prayer. We're trying to be someone's savior. We're trying to get into a relationship to save someone. We're trying to be the one that they come to for everything. When in reality, you have to understand this, that we are co-laborers with God. We're not the chief engineer. That's God. We are not Jesus. We are not anyone's savior. We are not their redeemer. We can do nothing for them beyond maybe the basic bits of helping them or trying to, you know, stand with them. The one who saves is Jesus. The one who they need is Jesus. So often we put ourselves in compromising positions because we're not sure of who we are. And it's so important to come to this place of coming down to just one issue. We are children of God. You and I, we are children of God. I am a child of God, which means as much as I can try and help you, I need the help of God myself. I am not in a position where I have, uh, you know, where I know more or can do more. I am also a child of God. I am also inept. I'm, I need him so much. Some of us look so much to pastors, to prophets, to speak into our life because you feel I don't have access. I don't know how to do this on my own. You are a child of God. You have the ear of God. The father cares for you like you're the only one on the earth. If your identity was to get sealed, just imagine how your life could radically change. I believe that so often we Christians begin to live with masks. You know, even if you look in churches, you'll find that sometimes we come into church with a mask on. We don't want to show someone else who we really are. A lot of times we don't want to show ourselves who the real us are. We don't want to show ourselves who we really are. And it's time for us to drop the mask. It's time for us to get real with ourselves. Coaches are saying this year be aware of yourself more. Can I change that around to say be aware of who you are in Christ more. On your own, you're just plain simple old you. But with Jesus as the backdrop for that identity, it changes everything. It changes everything. Christ in you, the hope of glory. On our own, we are inglorious creatures. We don't have anything that could display the glory of God. But Christ in us changes everything. Our identity is so essential in order for us to experience true success this year. We're living in a time when people are confused about their identity. People, we have, when you, you know, you sign into any online registration form, there's a drop down button with your pronoun and it's not no more just he or she. You have so many pronouns that are available. Things are changing all around us, but who do you choose to say you belong to? I am a child of God. Is that sufficient for you? Because when that gets shaped, when your identity in Christ gets shaped, you can begin to really experience true success. Um, in the past month, my children had their, um, you know, their report card day. And so my husband and I had to go in and we were meeting their parents, the, the teachers. And so before we went for that, our youngest son was just, um, he's the jock in the family. He enjoys sports, uh, doesn't enjoy studying that much. And so he was just giving his father and me like, you know, a warning. He said, okay, listen, you're going to meet all my friends and all of that. And then some of them are toppers. Some of them do really well, uh, but that's not me. But these same toppers, if they're sent out onto the sports field, mom, they won't do as well as me. 
and so um i was surprised at his confidence and his cockiness almost but i was also relieved to know that um he was clear on who he was and who he was not he was not trying to be part of the smart crowd he was not trying to elevate himself to a position that he could not fill he was very clear about what he could do and i wonder if those of us who follow jesus could start falling you know in line when it comes to our identity why are we trying to be someone we are not why not be the very people that he created us to be i remember in the old days we used to have these overhead overhead projectors and basically it was you had a transparency sheet on which you would write with a marker and this transparent transparency sheet on its own was pretty useless because it was just a see through you know sheet of plastic you wrote on it with pen but you really couldn't see much but you had to place it on the projector and then when you switched on the light the light would then um shine through the the plastic sheet onto a couple of mirrors and then project it on the wall and so for those of us who think that this year is one of greater self awareness can i tell you this that your self awareness without the backdrop of the light of the world without jesus as the backdrop will fall short because you'll be more aware of yourselves and you'll see all of the glaring missteps or you might project yourself to be better than you are but you could miss out who god calls you to be you could miss out on who he created you to be you could miss out on how genuinely loved you are by a heavenly father because you will not have anything as your backdrop without jesus we're like that tra- transparency sheet pretty pointless we will never really find out who we are unless we do it side by side with understanding that we are loved and bought at a price by jesus himself so the first thing i believe that you need to know is that you become a success when you know exactly who you are in christ you need to catch the wind in order to know who you are and who you aren't the second thing the second thing is that when you catch the wind when you have the holy spirit in your life you know what you are called to do and what you are not called to do john chapter 1 verses 24 to 27 then the pharisees who had been sent asked him if you aren't the messiah or elijah or the prophet what right do you have to baptize john told them i baptize with water but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize though his ministry follows mine i am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals this whole passage is where john is actually pointing to jesus and he says my ministry is so small the one who comes after me is so powerful i baptize with water but he's going to baptize you with the holy spirit and with fire the fire of judgment he was very clear as to what he was called to do if you look in luke chapter 1 verses 14 to 17 you can read it for yourself later this is what the angel gabriel spoke to Ze- the the priest zechariah who's john the baptist's father he was very clear about saying this is who your son is going to be he was going to be set apart he was he was almost like a nazarene he was set apart for very sacred purposes he gave him instructions on how to bring him up and he said he was going to prepare a people for the messiah and john is a success in the eyes of the kingdom because he did everything he was called to do you may think well he was assassinated in in, in his youth um his ministry was cut short all his disciples flocked to jesus that's not the de- the definition of success i believe that john was the greatest success he was called one of the greatest by jesus himself because every plan and purpose god had for him he fulfilled it before he left the earth
And I want to ask you that. Do you know what you were created to do? Once you have your identity sealed in Jesus, the next stage of that, or it's an ongoing stage, I should say, it's an ongoing process where you start to discover what he's called you to do. What is your life's purpose? If you don't have your identity straight, if you don't have it hidden in Christ, you're going to be really confused about what you were called to do. John was never confused. He knew exactly what he was called to do. He also knew what he was not called to do and he didn't step into that space. As you grow secure in your identity as a child of God, God will start to unfold the great commission for you. A lot of times we as Christians have these small little jargons that we have down pat. You know, we say love God, love people. You know, go out into all the world. And all of those are great. But the beautiful thing is that when my identity is hidden in Christ, he starts to tailor make that great commission for me. He says, this is your go. you know, the world that you're supposed to go into and make disciples, this is your world. I'm giving you that world now. I'm opening your eyes to it. When he says, love God, love people, he'll give you opportunities right where you're at. Sometimes he'll relocate you and he'll say, love the people that I'm connecting you with now. Let us not be stepping into spaces that were not meant for us, that we're not, uh, that we're not called to. Let us step in intentionally into the things that God has for us. During the Christmas weekend, I told my children that I would bake with them. And I'm, I, I just realized how useless I am about, you know, uh, baking because I just cannot follow instructions to a T. I'm always adding extra. And so I told the kids, you know what, I'll, I'll supervise you guys and you make the cake. And um, my, my oldest just decided he was the leader of the whole gang. And so the, the interesting thing is our middle child, our daughter is really good at baking. So she's, she's got an eye for these things. She, she's a connoisseur of fine food. She knows how to present things. She can plate up really well. And, but our oldest son decided that day he was going to take the lead on baking. And so he organized everything and he um, actually gave her the role of cleaning up behind him. She was a bit offended, but she decided, you know what, let's give in to him. It's a very rare thing that she would do that, but she did. So he took the lead baked a cake and then when it came to the icing he messed up like big time messed up so the icing was not firm and it was runny it was it was a mess and at the end of the day you know we were reevaluating. i was just talking to them the three of them they still ate their cake but the icing was you know just not happening so we were just looking at the day and we were talking about it and then out of the blue my oldest tells us all um mom i just realized i'm not a baker I think that's something Celeste should do. I think I should just stick to, you know, cooking main courses. I'm good with that. I'm not called to be a baker. And I was just thinking that it's it's sometimes like us, you know. We think because everyone's into small businesses, I should do that. Everyone's freelancing. Maybe I should do that. Let me quit my job and become a freelancer. Oh, everyone's trying their hand at, you know, home baking. Maybe that's my thing. Can I ask that this will be a year? When you come to your maker and say, Lord, why did you make me? What was the reason behind you making me? There must be something you want me to achieve. What am I called to do? And what am I not called to do? And the beautiful thing is, I've said this many times, we have a God who's ready to commune with us, communicate and, and you know, share his heart. And he loves that we dream because, you know, that very nature of us to dream big, to have, you know, these big visions for our futures from him. He put eternity in our hearts, it says which means he loves it when you dream, but will you involve him in your dream and ask him, God, is this dream from you or is it just something I'm cooking up? 
Is it something that you have deposited in me? It's very important. John lived out his calling to the fullest. Everything that Zechariah was told about, John did. His life was not cut short like we think. Yes, it was cruelly cut short by a, um, a ruthless king. But in the eyes of heaven, in the eyes of the kingdom, he had completed his work. So whether you're a single parent or you're in a, in a marriage that you're struggling with, or maybe you're a single person who's grappling with singleness, or maybe you're recently single because of a divorce or a breakup, I don't know where you're at. But rather than running into what you think you are called to, will you pause this month and ask God, Lord, what have you called me to? What am I supposed to do with my life? And I'll give you a hint. He's not going to ask you to give up what you have in your hand to run behind other bigger pursuits. He's first going to ask you to carefully steward what's in your hand. So if you're a single parent with two little children, steward them with all that you have. Pray for them. Walk with them. Don't abandon this for what you think God, God is calling you. God expects us to guard and care for the things he's entrusted to us. And then as we nurture that, as we nurture and love and care for the things in our very immediate circle, he enlarges that circle. He stretch, stretches wide our tent pegs and involves more, brings in more. Because to whom much is entrusted, much more is given. So if he's given you a family, don't say, you know what? I can't deal with this family. I can't deal with this marriage. I, I think I need to go and, you know, spread the gospel in some other part of the world. What has God given you right now? What is in your hand? Will you steward that way? So that God can do more with you. So that he will give you more and more. Let's not run behind the success that the world promises and miss out on what God's idea of success is. So when you catch the wind, the Holy Spirit enables you to identify your calling and to really step into it, step by step. And it's not like, you know, he gives you a blueprint and says, this is it, run. That's not how it works. He actually leads you step by step into fulfilling that calling. So you are a success when you fulfill the call of God on your life completely. That's when you're a success. And the third thing, the third reason why we need to catch the wind is because the Holy Spirit helps us to know what's true and what's not. And you might ask, well, the first two po points where, you know, like they seemed so uh, profound. Maybe they thought you thought, okay, well, identity, purpose. Okay, I get it. The third seems so ordinary. Well, this is the clincher in this whole deal. We're living in a time when the truth is relative. Nothing is absolute. Marriage is not the greatest institution. We have better institutions. Your sexuality is fluid. It doesn't matter where you're at on the spectrum. Nothing is absolute anymore. But I want us to know that when we have the Holy Spirit, it says he's the spirit of truth who leads you into all truth. Matthew chapter 3 verses 7 to 12. This is what it says. When he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed. Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we are safe for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. 
I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. Wow. Here are a bunch of religious people coming up to John, saying, you know, well, everyone's getting baptized. Why not we we also, you know, join the, the whole crowd? And John publicly calls them out on their heart's condition. He's a bit harsh. He calls them brood of snakes, brood of vipers in another translation. John was very intuitive. He was very discerning of who he was dealing with. He knew that their hearts were far from God. They were outwardly doing what was required, but hearts were distant from God. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us be discerning in a season, in a time when falsity, when when deception, when lies are being paraded and traded for nothing. The media is going to start putting out things that will trigger you, that will frighten you, that will worry you about the, the year coming. But here's the thing. You need to temper it with the word of God. You need to temper it with the truth of God. And only the Holy Spirit can help you do that. We're living in a time when culture is being shaped by the different movie industries. Culture is being shaped by influencers. So you're going to think, well, that sounds about right. That sounds good to my ears. It makes sense to me. Maybe it's the truth. If you are not reading the word of God, if you are not connected to the truth himself, who is a person, who is Jesus, and if you are not connected to the spirit of truth, how will you know what is the truth and what is a lie? Because the enemy is very, very crafty. He packages half-truths as if they are the truth. He'll tell you lies and make it look so nice. He will tell you that pornography is the way to go as an alternate for a relationship, a loving relationship. He will tell you that adultery is not so bad because, well, everybody needs freedom. He will package everything to look so good that you will step into it thinking that's the best decision of your life. But unless you have the Holy Spirit speaking wisdom into your spirit, unless you have the Holy Spirit speaking into your life, you could completely lose focus and go off track. So I want to encourage you that you would invite the Holy Spirit in, that you would catch the wind in order to have a discerning eye, in order to have a discerning mind. You will be confronted by people who claim to share the word of God. But if you are not in touch with the word of God for yourself, if you're not reading it, if you're not soaking in it, if you're not meditating on it, if you are not in connection with Jesus, you will believe things that were never meant for you. We're living in a time where um, internet prophets put up a post every day and say, this is the word. Many of you are not reading the word of God. You're looking to that for your direction. And it beats me how a, a public prophecy like that would minister to so many people's I understand that the Holy Spirit moves way past our understanding and, and, and you know, without boundaries. But are we trading in a daily discipline of walking with God for sporadic words of wisdom given by someone who's actually seeking God. That person could be completely legit, could be completely hearing from God, could be sharing it. But what if it's not meant for you? What if you need to be reading the word for yourself? What if you need to be consuming yourself 
with the word of God and with the presence of God so that he can speak to you specifically. I want to ask that you will lean into the person who is truth embodied. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth. And unless you are finding your identity in Jesus, unless you find your purpose in Jesus, you will fall for the lies that the world is dishing out. I was watching um, an Instagram reel this week uh, with a very popular actress and she was um, explaining about the word manifest. She said how she has found out that you can manifest things by your words, that she can manifest things into existence just by thinking positively and wishing for things to happen. And as I was listening to it, I, I quickly, you know, opened another tab and I was looking for you know, a biblical understanding on the word manifest because we have heard of the manifest presence of God. We know that it's when God made himself known to us in the person of Jesus. But I wanted to understand it more. So I was reading a couple of verses on it. And then I just realized that here was a very cleverly crafted lie that the enemy was pushing out through the New Age movement. He was basically saying that we as humans can breathe things into existence which are not He's basically saying you can control the narrative by what you say. That positive thinking changes everything. Now, here's the deal. We serve a sovereign God. He is the only one who can breathe things into existence that are not, not us. We are not God. Let's not kid ourselves. We cannot do that. We can think good thoughts. We can think, in fact, the Apostle Paul says, think, think on things that are noble, true, just, lovely, praiseworthy. We can do all of that. Many times... Those are meant to just trigger peace within me, to bring the peace of God which passes all understanding into my life. My situation might not change. My positive thinking may not change my situation, but it will change my response to the situation. And so I realized that it's so easy in today's culture, the culture of reels and stories and YouTube shots, where people are just peddling knowledge. They're covering it up and saying, well, you know, this is the new thing. This is working for me. Followers of Jesus, we can't be led astray. We need to be very clear about who we are allowing to speak into our lives. We need to be very clear about who we allow to lead our life, our family culture. We need to be very clear about what we will label the truth and what we will label as false. You need to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit that you can smell deception a mile away. You need to be so dependent on, on Jesus that you will know that what someone is saying is not ringing true. You should actually be able to feel the discomfort that comes from deception. That comes when you catch the wind. You cannot do it apart from the Holy Spirit. You cannot live a life that is directed by truth, that is led by truth, unless the Holy Spirit is in your life. It's so easy nowadays to do the things that, you know, culture tells us to do. Your teammates might be fudging their reports and you think, why not? Everyone's doing it. But the Holy Spirit will say, but you're set apart for me. That can't be something that you do. You might think others are having affairs in my office. Why not me? I'm My wife and I just don't have a connection at all. Well, she's the wife of your youth. The word of God says to rejoice in the wife of your youth, to cherish her. You see what I'm saying? You need the truth of God's word. You need Jesus to be the one who runs your life so that truth 
is your foundation so that truth is the bedrock anything else would be a shaky foundation you need to catch the wind in order to be truly successful because you are truly successful when truth undergirds your life it holds everything else together as we know in the armor of god the belt of truth the belt holds everything else up it holds everything together so as i was as i began i told you about all what you know different things that coaches have said um you know different writers have put together of how we actually make it successful make this year a successful one but i want to bring us back to what we were learning today in 2023 the world will teach you to be more self aware you cannot be self aware without a greater awareness of jesus himself you cannot find yourself without jesus in the mix you will only discover who you are when you have jesus as the backdrop jesus as your point of reference coaches will tell you you know last year you did some stuff it didn't work for you so ditch it do something new this year what if you god is expecting you to push through the obstacles and find that in pushing through you develop perseverance you developed endurance and that on the other side of that struggle your calling awaits you the world has been saying that the highest performer is the most successful sad to say a lot of christians we are the highest performers we perform in front of our families we perform in front of our churches we perform in front of people but at home we are complete monsters this is a year when if you really want success you stop performing and you start being the person god created you to be you start actually allowing the holy spirit to do a deeper work in your life to transform your life so that you're the best husband out there you're the best father to your children you're the best wife the best single person out there who's encouraging everyone in your circles because only with jesus only with the holy spirit can you be that successful today as we close this is what i want to leave with you that you would catch the wind for too long followers of jesus have thought it's enough to go to church to tithe to you know keep appearances up and just move on with our lives if you want this year to be a successful year where you actually establish your identity in jesus where you actually find out what you were created to do and you begin taking steps in that direction and that you would live a life that is undergirded by the truth that is when you will achieve true success that is when we will achieve the success that really matters in the sight of the king of kings and lord of lords so can we pray can we pray together father in heaven we just thank you we thank you that you have thus far led us one and a half weeks in we're just so grateful that you have led us you have carried us through hard times easy times victorious times times when we've been unable to even keep our head up you have held us lord and we're grateful and like right now oh father i ask that each one of us would catch the wind for ourselves if any of us have been struggling with our identity lord i just ask that holy spirit that you would breathe a fresh breath upon them that you would wash away and wipe away everything that has been distracting and disturbing them and they would come back to a place of knowing they're a child of god that they have your ear that they are loved deeply and extravagantly by you father i pray very specially 
for anyone who has been so confused about their calling, what they were created for. I just pray at this time, Holy Spirit of God, that you would whisper into their ears what they must do. You would direct their steps so that they fall in line with your dreams for them, Lord. I pray, Lord, very specially for those who have allowed the lies of the enemy to touch their lives, to infiltrate their their families, to infiltrate their marriages, to infiltrate their personal private lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask, they will invite you, Spirit of Truth, in to touch, to restore, to transform them. We give you room, Holy Spirit, Wind of God. We just ask that you would come in. The dead parts of our life, that you would drive it away and that the resurrection power of Jesus would resurrect all that needs to be resurrected and you would help us to live with a complete understanding of who you created us to be, what you wanted us to do and what the direction for our lives must be. Help us. We surrender our lives to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So people of God, even as you get into this week, can I ask that you will make it a daily commitment to coming before Jesus and saying, you know what, I'm here. I want to You really experience what it's like to be a child of God. I want to know what you created me for and help me discern the truth amidst all the lies. I pray that you'll have a blessed week. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.